Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hey, y'all. How are you? I'm great. Just enjoying my wedded bliss down here in Nashville, Tennessee. Made it legal yesterday. What, what? Cross-border love. Love in the time of COVID. So today I want to talk about how to do 12-step calls. Well, Julie, what's the 12th step? I'm glad you asked, listener. The 12th step is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. So a 12-step call is being of service to someone who is suffering as a result of their addiction and offering them help to the program that helped you get out of your addiction. We are always addicts, we are always alcoholics, but we can have freedom from our disease. The 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous give us a spiritual awakening sufficient to bring about a personality change that enables us to get recovered. And part of the 12th step is paying it forward, which means carrying the message to other alcoholics. Now, 12-step call is done in many different ways, but if you look at the big book in Chapter 7, Working with Others, there are ways that they tell you how to do it. So I wrote down a quote from page 97, Helping others is the foundation stone of our recovery. A kindly act once in a while isn't enough. So helping others, I call it sobriety insurance. It's very important we're in service to others. I just helped a beloved, I just, yeah, helped a beloved sponsee move into step 12 and we had her in service right away. How is she doing service during COVID? I've asked her to pray for a friend of mine whose son is hitting his bottom in addiction. And so she's going to pray for him every day. That's service. So that's awesome. That's awesome. The big book also tells us to be helpful is our only aim. What does helpful mean? Helpful means giving or ready to give help. It means making it easier for someone to do something by offering one's services or resources. This means we don't throw the book at them. We don't thump the book. We don't scream at them. They're going to die if they don't get the program. That's not helpful. That is not helpful. There is several times where in the big book it says be careful followed by a directive for example we are careful never to show intolerance or hatred of drinking a spirit of intolerance might repel alcoholics whose lives could have been saved we shall be of little use if our attitude is one of bitterness or hostility we have stopped fighting anybody or anything that's taken from page 103 in the big book We have stopped fighting anybody or anything. If you go in there trying to fight someone on their addiction or you go in there trying to fight for your rightness or your way of doing the program or how you see things, that is not in the spirit of love and tolerance that we have in our program. It also says on page 91, be careful not to moralize or lecture. You don't go in there and lecture someone on what they should be doing, what they have been doing. You don't moralize them by telling them what's right or wrong. It also says be careful not to brand him as an alcoholic. That's not our business. We can look at someone and say, I see you're suffering. Do you want to know how I stopped suffering in the same way? Or I see you're I'm worried about you. Can I, I just want to put this out there. I'm in recovery. I don't know if that can help you, but we don't have to, once we reach step 12, 
be telling everyone in our lives about our recovery and how AA saved our lives. We don't have to be the prophets in our own family and friend group. No, depending on how anonymous you are, you may never let your family or friend group or office know. I'm, I don't have anonymity. So I always tell whatever organization I walk into that I'm in recovery. If I can be of service to someone, I would love to be. But going to someone who's not asking for help typically isn't great unless it's done in the spirit of, I love you and I'm seeing your suffering. What's going on? A quote from page 92. Keep the attention focused mainly on your personal experience. Page 93. To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. That's service to me. I can have faith in the program, but if I don't pay it forward, that's not an action of self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. From page 94, outline the program of action, explaining how you made a self-appraisal, how you straightened out your past, and why you are now endeavoring to be helpful to him. So that is the description of our steps, right? It talks about how did you make a self-appraisal? Well, step one is self-appraisal, right? Steps two and three are self-appraisal because we're learning to see where our beliefs lie talks about straightening out the past well that's four to nine and then 12 is helpfulness but we can't do a step 12 if we don't stay in connection with God which is step 11 so all of these things help us you can also say we here in the rooms what it was like what happened and what life is like now that's sort of like the speaker format that's what you can do for a person too you outline the program of action they need to know it's something you have to do not something you have to think says on page 94 if your talk has been sane quiet and full of human understanding that is the way to approach people sane quiet and full of human understanding page 95 you will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform that's getting mixed up with god's work reform and crusade are not in our hands planting a seed that's in our hands but the big work of that has to do with god and that person my sponsor says it's my job as a sponsor to get you to god that's it because meetings will not save your ass but the program of action will i'm not gonna read that one but that one makes me laugh we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on god i just said that Burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trust in God and clean house. Clean house is what we do in our program of action. That's on page 98. Page 100. Remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. They repeat these things in the big book for a reason. It's like stuff in the Bible that's repeated. It's not there for no reason. Every word has been chosen as, and is important. Now, I really love what they say on page 100 to 101. This may be a little bit of a diversion from the 12 step, but it says, assuming we are spiritually fit, we can do all sorts of things alcoholics are not supposed to do. So that is specifically when they talk about you can be in a bar, you can be at a wedding, you can be at a New Year's party, um, being mindful of the fact of why are you there? If you're there because you want to spend time with friends and family, go for it. If you're there to do 12-step call, go for it. Uh, Just don't be hanging out in those places if they're triggers for you. Sometimes I get flack because I will sit. I sit at bars when I go 
traveling by myself and eat oysters and drink like a virgin Caesar or um, a virgin Gimlet or a virgin Mojito or whatever. But that doesn't trigger me. I am not activated by staring at bottles across from me. I'm not activated by people sitting next to me that are drinking. It's just not a thing for me anymore. I will go up north and stay at my brother's cottage where there is copious amounts of booze and weed in the fridge, in a cupboard, in the guest room. It's all in front of my face. Doesn't bother me. Not activated. Um, I'm there because I want to get away on my own for a little holiday. I will not go into a liquor store because that is a very romantic place for me to be. Beautiful bottles and then I remember the tastes of the wine and then my taste buds explode and then then I remember, oh yeah, I used to drink that wine and ooh, I used to love Smirnoff Ice and that's not a good place for me to be. Pouring someone a drink is not a good thing for me to do. But if we are spiritually fit, we can be in those places. However, it's up to each individual to decide what is a deal breaker for them. I also liked assuming we are spiritually fit because that's really important before you do 12-step call. If I believe, I should say qualify that, I believe. Because if you are full of anger and resentment or you need to, as the book says, have an exhibit for a passion or crusade for reform, please don't be of service. Um, It's like any activism. If you're coming from a place of anger and not your own work and being able to see things with clarity you probably won't be effective and you might actually do damage there is um injustice is okay but like rage and resentment and anger is not a good springboard to jump off of and it says again page 102 but be sure you are on solid spiritual ground before you start uh joe and charlie say that the big book is the 12th step in print I love that. It's telling the alcoholic what the problem is and what the solution is and the program of action. That's what our big book does. It's genius. I also have this workbook um, by Aaron Schwartz. You can get it on Amazon for 13 Canadian, uh, which is, I don't know what, 9 or 10 American perhaps. Uh, The Working With Others chapter has a lot of really good stuff in it. I'm going to look at some of my highlights. Oh, how about this horrible statistic? Uh, this was Joe and Charlie. 96 to 97% of alcoholics that are alive today will die from their disease, never even knowing that they are alcoholics, which I think is about acceptance. 3 or 4% of us manage to stagger into AA, and less than 25% of that 3 or 4% of us are recovering. So we are talking about a 1 out of 100 have recovered from this disease. I used to say, God, why am I an alcoholic? Today I say, God, why am I not one of those dying from the disease? I don't have any trouble with God's will. I don't think God is concerned with where I work. I love that. I love that for many reasons. But it's the why not argument, right? A lot of people will say, well, why me? Why am I an alcoholic and my family isn't? Well, why not you? We don't, we cannot pretend to understand the mind and will of God. All we can do is surrender to it. And when you ensconce yourself in the world of recovery, you don't realize how many people are out there sick and dying. Um, because you see so many people that are earnestly trying or are recovered. So it is our responsibility to carry it forward. And I hope I do this in this podcast so i hope that was helpful in terms of how to do a 12-step call if you have any questions or opinions or even better ideas for a podcast you can email me or lisa 
twosoberchicks at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Twitter at twosoberchicks. Just a reminder, these are just our opinions. If you don't like them, you don't have to listen, but we speak for no one but ourselves. I wish you a happy 24 and I'll talk to you soon.